Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even do it. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. As I was getting ready for bed the other night, I heard a little voice from somewhere saying, Thank you, thank you. I looked around and then quickly realized. Oh, yeah, I manscaped earlier in the day. And now you can, too, by taking advantage of this promotion from a company that has created everything a gentleman needs to ensure a comfortable and clean existence for your family jewels. Just go to the website, www.manscaped.com, and enter the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, all capital letters, to receive 20% off your order. Manscaped has become a sponsor of the various podcasts on Eagles Unfiltered and sent a sample order for me to try at home. And I have to admit, I was a little skeptical and a bit nervous to give it a try. But I did, and I'm glad I did, and so is my wife. They have an assortment of trimmers and lotions to keep those jewels feeling fresh all day long and into the night as well. But that's not all they have. They have performance-fitting briefs and t-shirts with their slogan, Your Balls Will Thank You, and much more. So just check out the website, www.manscaped.com, and enter that promo code GOBIRDS and receive 20% off your order. With the holidays right around the corner, men, treat yourself. Ladies, treat your man. I promise you, you won't be sorry you did. And remember, if you hear that little voice saying, thank you, remember to say, you're welcome. All right, Eagles fans, I'm Ed Kratz, uh, co-host here of Eagles Unfiltered with my colleague John McMullen. We're with SI.com Eagle Maven, and right now it is Friday, 48 hours roughly until the Eagles uh, open up against the Carolina Panthers Sunday at 1 o'clock, week 5. Eagles are on a three-game losing streak, obviously. Um, But uh, today we spoke to Nick Sirianni, and we talked about the offensive line. And what what did we learn about what's going to happen this weekend, John? Well, the Eagles are are playing that competitive advantage card again. Um, Lane Johnson, obviously, is is not going to be in the mix. So you start to speculate on where the Eagles might go. And it certainly seems like um, Jordan Mailata, who uh, uh, Nick Sirianni confirmed today, is going to be up, so he's going to play. So obviously he's going to be in the starting lineup. The question is where. Well, you, you don't have Lane Johnson, so you're trying to get your best five players on the field. They think that's Andre Dillard, Jordan Mailata. Jordan can handle right tackle better than Andre can. So I expect to see Jordan Mailata at right tackle. That kicks Jack Driscoll inside the right guard. 
And then the left side, you have Andre Dillard, Landon Dickerson, and obviously Jason Kelsey at center. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, that, that sounds reasonable uh, because that would be your best five, and that's kind of what you know Nick Sirianni preaches is he wants his best players on the field all the time, uh, and that certainly stands for the offensive line. Jason Kelsey is going to make his 110th straight start, which is really amazing. Uh, Nick's still not commenting on why Lane is not uh, with the team right now. Um, uh, our understanding is he was in Oklahoma, um, but he may have returned to Philadelphia. We just don't know. We don't know what the situation is. But whatever it is, it's it's enough to keep him sidelined. Now, this will be his second straight start that he's missed. Um, we don't think it's the ankle issue. We don't think it's a PED issue. We think it's something. Uh, it's a personal it's issue. A, it's a personal issue. It is. Yeah, right, and, right. and people obviously have to understand that professional athletes also have personal lives. And um, obviously Lane is dealing with something that, you know, it's not typical Lane Johnson to say, I can't play two hours before a game. So obviously it's something pretty significant. Uh, and and he's got to work that out before football can get back into the equation. And he's just got to do the best he can do. I remember Bill Parcells gives his sort of guys, guys who coach under him some advice. And he always said four or five pat things happen in professional football that you don't want to happen pretty much every day. If you can't deal with it, you better get another job. And Nick Sirianni's kind of finding that out. You don't know what's going to happen. And it might happen two hours before the game, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully there's no no surprises Sunday because this Carolina Panthers team, it, it looks like it's going to be a handful. You know, they're 3-1, and one, and I know there are different ways to get to that record. They haven't played the best schedule, right? They beat the Jets and the Texans. Who have a combined record of, uh, you know, I think they've won one game each. I think so, Houston won one. So. Yeah, I think Houston's got one. And the, the Jets, Jets won last week, so two wins. But they, you got to be honest, um, they're not good teams. So you do look at the record, you see three and one. They also beat New Orleans, who isn't quite what they were when Drew Brees was, was part of that franchise, obviously. And we have our first issue of the day. XPO Logistics will give them a shout out, but um, <laughs> big trust. And, and you know they got beat pretty soundly by the Dallas Cowboys last week. So that's the one game you can look at and say, okay, that's a team. Both of these teams, Carolina and the Eagles, have played. Both didn't handle it well. I think you look at the final score with Panthers Cowboys and say that wasn't that bad, but it was bad. The Cowboys were blowing them out, and they got some. Uh, garbage time touchdown, similar to what happened with the Eagles, to be honest. They were getting blown out. They got a little bit of a garbage time um, offensive spurt going. Um, so I don't think they're as good as that 3-1 and one record indicates, but it doesn't mean they're a bad team either. No, well, I mean, if you look at the stats, the Carolina defense is ranked third overall. I think they're number two against the pass. They won't have J.C. Horn, the rookie draft pick. Uh, who fractured a foot. He's out for the season. So, um, But they did trade for Stefan Gilmore. I imagine he'll have a role, right? Uh, no, he's not. He, oh, okay. He's on the pup list. So All right. Stefan Gilmore's not going to be available. So as an Eagles fan, you don't have to worry about him. He's got two more weeks before he'll be eligible to play. Shaq Thompson, who's probably their best linebacker, is not supposed to play. And then 
left tackle Cam Irving is not uh, likely to go. And that's a weakness for Carolina anyway, their offensive line, and to not have your starting left tackle. So they have some significant issue injuries, injury issues as well as as the Eagles do. So yeah. it's an interesting matchup. One, one of the guys that is expected to play is Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's their best player. Uh, he missed last week's game against Dallas with the hamstring issue, but by all accounts, he's feeling pretty good and he's ready to go. And, uh, you know, we're going to see him uh, on Sunday. And, you know, he's going to be a handful. This is a Carolina offense that does like to control the football with its run game. They also have a, a pretty good rookie runner in Chuba Hubbard. Um, you know, so they, they lead the league in time of possession. So, uh, you know, it's going to be imperative for the Eagles to get off the field on third down, something they couldn't do against Kansas City, giving up uh, nine out of ten first downs when faced with third down situations. So um, the Eagles are going to have to find a way to get off the field this week. If they go another nine for ten on third down, the Panthers, then it's going to be big trouble for Philadelphia. So that's important. What also is important is finding a way to get Fletcher Cox involved. That's been kind of a big theme this week is, you know, where has Cox been? He's played four games. He's only appeared on the stat sheet in one of those games. Um, what, what do you think we'll see from Cox this week? Well, I, you know, I think this was the first week uh, when Fletcher spoke to us and he wasn't overt about it, but he at least indicated, intimated that maybe he's not happy with his role. Remember, he, he loved life under Jim Schwartz where he would play three technique and he said, go get the quarterback, Jim Schwartz, and Fletcher Cox was happy. And now he's got uh, more of a dual role playing three technique, but also playing what's called four-eye technique, which is essentially a two-gap player. Um, and I don't think Fletcher likes it, to be honest. And uh, we talked about it with Jonathan Gannon a little bit earlier this week, and we talked to Fletcher himself. We talked to Nick Sirianni today. I asked him, how do you deal with players, veteran players who've had success in other schemes you can imagine it's more difficult than young players. I mean, Devontae Smith is coming in as a rookie, for instance. He, this is his offense at the professional level. Even Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager and Wise Watkins, who, you know, were rookies last year, but they're still very young. Whereas you have Fletcher Cox, who's made six Pro Bowls, you know, five of them under Jim Schwartz. It's a little bit tougher to say, hey, you know, from Fletcher's perspective, you can get it. He's like, I do this really well. Why can't I do this? Right. And it's a, it's a le legitimate question I think you have to deal with. Well, I think we're going to see them scheme a little bit more for Cox to be free and available to make plays somehow. Uh, you know, I think Nick Sirianni talked to Jonathan Gannon this week, gave him an earful about, listen, he's our best player on defense, one of our best players on the you know, let's get him involved. And you could say the same thing for Darius Slay, who, you know, Gannon's using him a lot in zone coverage, and Slay yeah. is a better man-to-man -man cover guy. So, you know, it was interesting to hear Gannon say, we don't have a scheme. You know, he's just trying to put his best players on the field. But you need some kind of scheme, right? I mean, yeah. and, and you have to know that Slay's better in man. Let's play him in man. We can zone the other guys. And let's find a role for Cox. Yeah. And I, I was thinking back to John Harbaugh, who was obviously here for a long time under Andy Reid before he got the head coaching job in Baltimore. And I remember when he got that job, 
one of the first things you said is I got to get Ray Lewis and Ed Reed on board. And if I get them on board, now those are Hall of Fame players, but yeah. if I get them on board, everybody's going to follow. I think Jonathan Gannon should have done that with Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay and said, look, if I get these guys on board, everybody else will follow. Now he's sort of behind it. He's doing it backward. Now yeah. he's got to change and get those guys back on board. Yeah, and Fletcher came out and kind of said, you know, yeah. the scheme is, is sort of an issue. But right. um, So, yeah, they have to find a way to get these guys a little bit more impactful uh, while they're out there playing. Um, and, and the same goes for the defensive ends. You know, we still haven't seen a sack from Derek Barnett. Josh Sweat has, you know, he's had pressure he from time to by time. He just drove by a big Yes, he did. Um, that's kind of what brought it to mind. But, yes, yeah, so, you know, Sweat has, you know, he's made some plays, but he, he needs to do more also, I think. And you mentioned Cam Irving uh, probably won't play for Carolina at tackle. So, again, it's going to be incumbent on these DNs to rush Sam Darnold, uh, who's kind of had a rebirth here in – Carolina after, you know, washing out with the New York Jets for whatever reason. Adam Gase, you know, wasn't doing Darnold any favors, obviously. But, you know, Darnold has played well this year uh, with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people put him on the list of future head coaches. I think the Eagles uh, talked to him, right. And now he's got Darnold playing pretty well. He's rushed for four touchdowns in these last three games. So, you know, you're going to have to account for him in the pass game. He's got some mobility, so you're going to have to contain Darnold, and you're going to have to plaster to D.J. Moore, their top wide receiver, who, you know, uh, has had over 1,000 yards receiving, I believe. Uh, and he's having a great year and, this year. And, right, he's having a great um, year. And Billy Kidd, Billy Native, uh, obviously he'll be excited to play his hometown team. Uh, I, I do think, yeah, you, you, you know, the, maybe the best – thing going for the Eagles this week is that they're not facing the Kansas City offense, but that doesn't mean yeah. there's not any playmakers. D.J. Moore's a playmaker. If Christian McCaffrey's out there, that is a playmaker. That is a big-time playmaker. Yeah. As you mentioned, Sam Darnold getting away from Adam Gase. You can see the confidence getting a little bit better every week, week after week after week. He's starting to look like that top five pick people think he was going to be. And he's a little bit sneaky in the running game. You mentioned all the touchdowns. You know, people know when they face Jalen Hurts, you got to deal with the running game. You got to deal with it. You know that going in that he's a running quarterback. He's going to be able to beat you that way. Sam Darnold's got a little bit of sneakiness to his game. He can make plays with his feet, but you're not going to worry about him. So it, it, it's kind of a tough uh, tightrope you got to walk. And Jonathan Gannon has been taking some hits this week, so he's got to come up with a plan. Yeah, I mean, against an offense that is beatable. I mean, this is a beatable team, so maybe we can get into our predictions here, John. How do you how do you see this one playing out? Eagles are 1-3, and three, Carolina's 3-1, and one, coming off the loss to Dallas at in Charlotte. Uh, what do you think? Well, you know, I've been Mr. Negative. I haven't picked the Eagles all year, so people get on me for that. You can't get on me for that anymore because I'm going to pick the Eagles. Wow. Just, just right. a feeling. I get a sense from the building, get a sense from the players, the coaches. I think they think they're going to win this game. I think it's a good matchup for them. I think it helps, as I said, coming off the Kansas City week, you're like, you can breathe and say, I'm not going to get inundated with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. 
I think they're going to find a way to win the game. Going to be really close. I got the Eagles winning 23 to 22. So razor thin. But I think Carolina's a little haughty. I think the Eagles are hungry better than Carolina probably thinks. And I think they're going to win the game. Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, they really need to win this game because four days after they play, they're going to welcome the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady here on a Thursday night. Quick turnaround, four days. So, you know, you're probably not winning that game. You know, I thought maybe at the beginning of the year they could have a chance against them, but I thought their defense would be better. I just don't see how they match up. So this is an opportunity, I mean, really kind of a must-win Otherwise, you're staring at a potential one and five start with a trip to Vegas coming out of uh, the game against Tampa Bay. So to me, they have to win this game. I think they know that. And I think you're right. I think they'll be hungry enough. I've picked the Eagles a couple times this year, have been on the wrong side of that. But I do think the Eagles find a way uh, to win this game. And I and I think they're going to do it uh, like a 24 to 17. I think they're going to win. I'm not going to say comfortable, but I think they're going to have a wider margin than what you have. But I think they'll win this game 24 to 17. I think it's a game where Jonathan Gannon uh, rebounds, shows that he, yes, I can be a defensive coordinator in this league. Yes, I can figure out what to do with Fletcher Cox. And I think all of that will gel this weekend, and they'll they'll do a good job defensively uh, against an offense that likes to control the clock. Um, but it starts with stopping the run, and that's a concern for me, is stopping this running yeah. game if McCaffrey's healthy. If they're picking up big chunks on first and second down and getting in third and short, it's going to be a problem. But again, I think the Eagles will find a way to get it done and get to two and three. Uh, before Tampa gets here on Thursday. So make sure you follow John and I. We'll be in Carolina for this one on Sunday uh, at eaglemaven.com or uh, si.com slash NFL slash Eagles. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.